Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Akuo. I am so excited to continue this year with you. If you've gotten a chance to spend some time with us so far in 2023, you know that the God-given word to live out for us is ready. And the idea behind that is that we are ready right now as currently constructed. We are all ready to make an impact on this world. We are ready to listen to God, love people, learn our purpose, and link to our community. As we move, continue through, to move through this series, we are going to see how Jesus' most famous sermon he ever delivered will help us live out that readiness every single day. And by leaning on what Jesus has asked us to do, we can develop a second nature. We can develop the nature of Jesus. Now, before we go any further, let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the words that you spoke all those years ago. Please let those words pierce our hearts. Jesus, will you please let those words land within us and help us change our nature to a nature of what you call us to, Lord. We thank you for everything, Jesus, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. Okay, so here in the United States, in our state of Texas, and in our city of San Antonio, each one of these places has a set of laws that we are all supposed to abide by. It's honestly super overwhelming because we all know that we should like look at the speed limit sign to see how fast we're supposed to be driving down Fredericksburg Road, or that we are supposed to pay for the goods or services we receive before leaving a business, right? But how many of us know what to do when we have a great invention and we need to go apply for a patent? How many of us know how to fight the IRS on our own when we get audited? How many of us know how to navigate our way through a warrant that has been put out for our arrest? Probably not very many people listening to my voice right now. Y'all, there are so many laws out there that we have a profession based around interpreting the law for us. They're called lawyers. Then there are a ton of fields of laws that are out there. Everything from criminal law, intellectual property law, tax law, to animal law. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. Now, wouldn't all of this be much better if we could just simplify the laws of the land? I'm sorry, lawyers, you'd be out of a job, but it would be so nice if it was just so easy for all of us to engage in. That way, we would have a better opportunity to be good, law-abiding citizens. We wouldn't accidentally break laws all the time. That way, we would never have to find ourselves at odds, at odds with the law or the people that uphold the law. And because that can be a lot, being at odds with the city, the state, and the federal laws, that could ruin your day for sure. But what about if we found ourselves at odds with God's laws? What if the interpretations of God's laws had become so overwhelming that people wouldn't even really worry about the actual laws that came from God, but rather how the holy people said we should live out those laws? Well, that's actually exactly what is going on in Israel when Jesus is teaching his Sermon on the Mount. The people of Israel weren't as interested in the laws that God actually gave as they were the interpretations by the high priest, by the Pharisees. Let me restate that. People of Israel were more moved and interested in what these bros had to say than the actual words that God had left behind for his people to follow. The people of Israel were more interested in being law-abiding citizens to their culture 
and not to God. And when they did that, it shifted them. It changed them from what God had wanted them to do. It moved them in a way that needed to get adjusted, that needed to get fixed. So Jesus came to do that. So let's see what Jesus had to say about this. Here's what Jesus' friend and disciple Matthew recorded. Jesus said, Don't misunderstand why I've come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. So this is a fantastic place for us to start our conversation because this is where Jesus sets himself up. He lays down the foundation from where he is working. Remember, the law, which consisted of what God spoke to Moses up on that mountain and then the way the holy people of that time interpreted that and how it should be lived out. The law was very, very important to the people of Israel. So to kick this off, Jesus wants to make sure there aren't many, any misinterpretations of what he's trying to explain. Jesus is letting everyone know that the law of Moses, the ones given to Moses by God, the words spoken to the prophets, they're all good. Thumbs up. Five stars. They are all the word of God, and Jesus didn't come to push out the word of God. Not only is Jesus not trying to throw them out, he's going to accomplish their purpose. Jesus wanted to build on the laws. You see, the purpose of the Mosaic law was meant to reveal what God wanted people to know about himself. It also regulated the life of the Israelites, of the Jewish people. But God never intended that people should view the law as a way to earn salvation by keeping it perfectly, by trying to be righteous. But that wasn't how it was being lived out. Remember, the interpretation of the holy people, what is known as oral tradition, that was held in equal authority as the laws that were passed down by God. There were even some cases of Jewish leaders holding the oral traditional laws as higher authority than the law handed down by God to Moses and the other prophets. Now that Jesus has set up what he is there to accomplish, he continues to explain what else is going to happen. Here's what Matthew wrote. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So when we look at this next verse, we see how Jesus starts this sentence with, I tell you the truth. And just so you know, anytime you're reading through biblical accounts of Jesus' life and you see this phrase, whatever follows is super important. Because Jesus is basically saying, because of my authority, because of who I am, this next part is the truth. This is reality. So Jesus is letting everyone know this next thing he is about to say is of the utmost importance. So Jesus uses this phrase to explain God's law. That the one that he spoke to Moses and the prophets, that law will never disappear. He's explaining that this is as impermanent as heaven and earth. Again, Jesus is building his case for the law that actually came from God. Really, it's a case against the oral traditional law that is passed down from holy leaders to holy leaders. So let's see how Jesus continues to explain the importance of God's law. Here's what he says. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you'll be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So there's a reason that Jesus is talking about how some commandments that were laid out by God are greater than others. The reason is that the Jewish rabbis had graded the Old Testament commands according to which ones they believed were more authoritative and which ones were less. The heavy ones and the light ones. Jesus is correcting this view. He is teaching that they were all equally authoritative. He is warning people that they shouldn't grade 
any of God's laws higher or lower than any of the others. But also this makes a very interesting point about what will happen in God's kingdom. There will be rankings. If you lead people astray, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But if you are leading people in the correct ways, you will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So basically what Jesus is saying is that the correct view of the law is not what saves a person. Because the people leading people astray, they're doing things the wrong way. Though it is important to have a correct view of the law. But the main thing I want you to hit on, the main thing I want you to see is that you're called the least, right? When you're doing the wrong thing. But, in the, but you're still in the kingdom of heaven. You aren't disqualified. You're like just lower on the scale. You, you got to sit way back in the nosebleed seats. You're still in. You're just not in the most honored spots in heaven. So Jesus has laid out why the law is important, how long it will last, and what happens when you teach people the wrong ways of viewing the law. But what should we be doing? How do we need to be acting? What is the second nature that we need to develop? Well, Jesus starts to explain that exact idea. Here's what he says. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus gives us one warning here. He says the second nature we need to develop is righteousness, a way of following God in the best way possible. But Jesus is telling us that we can't do it in the same way that it was done by the holy people of this time. We can't do it in the same way that those people did it back there. Because those people walked around as if they were righteous, but they weren't. They followed the laws of man. They were law-abiding citizens in the laws of man. They followed the copies of a copy of the original. In other words, they weren't actually connected to God because it's God and God only that can hand out righteousness, even back then. Remember, the law wasn't created to save people or make them righteous. It was made so they would have God revealed in their lives. It was so people around the Israelites would see God moving in their society. It was so the Israelites would have a basic understanding on how their culture should move. The law was never there for righteousness. The law was never there to save. The holy people, the leaders of the Jewish faith, they got all the laws right on the outside. They did all the right things. They looked shiny and new and perfect. But on the inside, they weren't worried about the things that God had called them to. They were just worried about checking off boxes. Sure, they were law-abiding citizens, but they didn't actually know the God that they served. They didn't have the right kind of faith that makes someone righteous. They were abiding in something that could never make them clean. Jesus is telling the people that are listening, that they need to find a righteousness better than that. They need to find something that not only keeps them right on the outside, but a true righteousness that keeps them right within. So what do we need to do to get that kind of righteousness? What do we need to do to change the righteousness, to gain the righteousness that will allow us to enter into the kingdom of heaven? Well, here's what Jesus said as recorded by the disciple John. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruits, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. 
Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So you are made clean because of the word spoken to you by Jesus, not by a bunch of works, not by a bunch of religious hoops or ceremonies. You are made righteous because of Jesus. You are made clean on the inside because you believe, because you have a faith in Jesus. You get more than the teachers of the religious law in ancient Israel. Apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. He says it. Apart from him, it doesn't matter how many people you feed. Apart from him, it doesn't matter how much money you raise for good causes. Apart from him, it doesn't matter how many fasts you go through. It means nothing without Jesus. The hundreds of laws that used to be followed meant nothing because they didn't even know the God they were serving. People had taken the law, the words God spoke to, them, to Moses and the prophets, and then they added all these things to it. They created something so complicated when it was really so simple. You see, Jesus cuts through all the laws, all the complications, and he makes it as easy as possible. Jesus said, just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and I abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. Jesus says it right here. You want to know how to follow the law? You want to know the commandments that Jesus gives us to follow? You want to cut through all the complication? Jesus says it. He says, abide in me. Abide in my love. Keep my commandments. Love one another the same way that I have loved. That's it. The concept is so simple. You don't have to memorize all the rules and laws. You don't have to go to school. You don't have to take an LSAT. All you have to do is love people. We talked about this one question that we can walk around with and ask ourselves to make sure we are abiding in Jesus' love. We talked about it last year. To make sure that we are following his commandment, we just need to ask ourselves if we are ever unsure about what to do in any situation, all we have to do is ask ourselves, what does love require of me? That's it. All the laws of Moses, all the words that God spoke to the prophets would line up with that. What is the way of love? How would, Jesus love? how would Jesus love someone right here, right now? That is the second nature that we need to create for ourselves. That is the second nature that I want us to walk with at Akuo Church. And y'all, I know Robbie brought it up last week. Some of y'all feel like it's too much when I stand up here, right here, and I say that you are ready. You feel like that because you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You're worried about finding this crazy, amazing, huge purpose. You're worried about finding the right lane to jump in for the Lord. But here it is, y'all. Jesus is telling us right here, 
Forget the complicated ways that you're trying to do this. All the things that you're trying to add to this. You are ready. You are ready to love. In every situation, that's what we are called to do. At work, love your coworkers. At school, love your classmates. At home, love your family, love your neighbors. Just love everybody. That is what you are ready for. Don't complicate it. Jesus made it as simple as possible. He gave us one commandment. You're ready for that. You're ready to do that one thing all the time. Now I get it. For some of you, you might not be there yet. You haven't expressed your faith in Jesus just yet. And maybe you're hearing me talk about these things right now and you're interested in all this love stuff that I'm talking about. Maybe you just want to be a part of a movement that is more than just being a law-abiding citizen. You want to be a part of a movement that leads with love. Well, your first start to be a part of that movement is with believing. Believing that Jesus is who he said he was. God walking this earth in human form. Believing that Jesus did what is recorded about him that he led a life without sinning, sacrificed his life, then rose back to life and went back to heaven. If you believe that, you can be a part of this love movement. It's amazing. And if you've never believed and you want to confirm your belief right now, or maybe you just want to take a moment to reconfirm your belief, I want to lead you in a conversation with Jesus, which we would call a prayer. And in this prayer, you just simply confirm your trust and faith in him. And I get it, this can be a little weird or scary right now. So what I'm going to ask is all of our Akuo community to pray along with you right now. Because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community there with you. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, just go ahead and say this, just between you and him. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how give you my life. Amen. So we're also called the Kuo Church, right? A Kuo, which means to listen. So we always want to take a few minutes here in our time together to just sit in the presence of God. We want to sit back and ask God a question, and we want to have him answer it. We want to listen to God. Now, when we ask this question and listen, you might get a picture in your mind. You might hear uh, a word. You might get a thought like spoken out of nowhere. Uh, you know, you might be on a train of thought and something hits you from, from something. Or maybe you'll get like an actual audible voice. Or maybe, maybe nothing will happen. No matter what, we want you to sit in front of God and spend this time with him. Because the best availability or the best ability that we can have when it comes to God is availability. Okay. So just between you and Jesus, I want you to ask this question. Just between you and him. Just say, Jesus, Jesus, how do you want me to live out love in my life? And I'll give you a few minutes and we'll come back to finish up.
Jesus, thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for laying your life down for us. Thank you for sacrificing yourself for us, Jesus. We are so grateful. Jesus, help us lay down the complicated ways that we create to try and follow you. Jesus, help us love, please. Jesus, will you help us? Will you highlight your love in our lives? Jesus, will you help us pass that same love along to all the people we come across every single day? Jesus, we thank you for everything and we love you. And we pray all these things in your holy, mighty, and loving name. Amen. Now, before we go, let me share a few things uh, that we have going on. The first thing I want to do is take a moment to thank all the folks that are a part of our A-teams here at Akuo Church. The ones that set up, tear down, play music, run sound, press buttons for the screens, welcome people as they walk in the door, teach the kids about Jesus, and so many other things. So if you have ever served on one of those teams, I just want to thank you for making the people in our community feel loved and cared for. In addition to that, I want to give all of you that aren't a part of one of these A-teams to join in with us today. I want to give you that opportunity. This could be one of the things that God has been telling you that you are ready for right now. Now, to sign up to be a part of one of these A-teams, all you have to do is follow the QR code, scan that on the screen, and just hop right in. Now, I want to share a story with y'all. This week, we had a single mom with three kids reach out to us. She had her hours cut at her job, she had her car repossessed, and she was struggling to make ends meet. So we were able to connect with her, make sure that her and her kids had bus passes to get to the places they need to, and we took care of some food for them for the next week. So I just want you to know, when you are generous here to Kuo, it goes towards things like that. Us reaching out to our community, linking to people, and serving them in the best way possible. We're doing our best to look like the early church that we see in the book of Acts, where everybody would throw all their resources together in the middle, and then a small group would make sure that all the people that were needy would get the things that they needed. When you're generous here at Akuo, what you're really doing is being generous to your community through Akuo. Now, y'all, we all know that we serve a God that wants us to experience joy. That's what Jesus talked about, right? to experience a celebration. So when it comes to giving here at Akuo, I'm not like trying to heap shame or anything about percentages or anything like that. I just want you to be listening to God about it. I want you to ask him how much you should be giving. And then that little voice, that random thought that he gives you, that's what you do. Now, if you don't hear anything or you're not sure to where to start, maybe uh, one of the ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first root 10% offering to the storehouse which is your local church, that could be a place that you start. However, again, we don't want this to be a burden for you. We want you to do this as a celebration, as an experience of your joy, of the relationship that you have with Jesus. This is you returning resources that he has given to you to begin with. This isn't a thing where you give something and God gives you something back. It's not anything like that at all. Being generous here at Akuo is about celebrating all the things that you have in Jesus. Now, the celebration of giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and that's okay. If things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, 
and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church or call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are able and willing to give here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you, and we will be praying for you now and for the rest of the week. But before we go, I just want to pray over you one last time. So Jesus, I ask that as people turn off their TVs, put away their phones and laptops and, and uh, tablets or whatever electronic device that they are hearing my voice on right now, I pray that you would be speaking to them. I pray that you would show them the simplicity of what you have called them to do. I pray that you would energize them to go out and love people the way that you have called them to love people. Jesus, I thank you for everything. We thank you for everything. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.